I am really dying to know what Michael eats on a daily basis. Well, you are in luck because I am about to tell you exactly what I eat on a daily basis. I don't think it's going to take too much time because I have a pretty simple diet these days, but I'm sensing that it's going to change a little bit. It's going to change because I am ready to change. My nutrition on a daily basis has been somewhat consistent for the last six months. And for my entire life, I don't think that has ever been the case. I've always needed that spice of life known as variety. And I can't think of any time in the last six months prior to this where I had eaten the same meal more than once. Now it's like pretty much every single day. It's the same ass meal. Ooh, let me intro this. You are listening to The Liver Show with Michael Greenwood. That is the gentleman talking to you right now about to tell you what he eats. Let's start it off with my waking up routine. You know about this. I'm waking up. I'm not going to have breakfast. I'm skipping that most important meal of the day, or rather just pushing it till around 2 or 3 p.m. I'm fasting until then. I will have black coffee. I will have copious amounts of black coffee. I find that that really helps blunt the appetite. I'm also drinking tons and tons of water. And on gym days... I'm going to be having a little bit of a pre-workout, which you could say probably has some calories in it, so that might be breaking the fast, but I don't really consider that. It's a stim-free pre-workout that I'm using, mostly just pump products, vasodilators, and the such, and lots of electrolytes. When I'm done with that workout, that is when the calories start going down the gullet. Gullet? That reminds me of like a seabird. Do seabirds have gullets? Do people have gullets? I have to look that one up. I'm I'm going to really be challenging my vocabulary when I'm recording. I can't get away with making up words anymore when people could call me out on them. You won't call me out on them, will you? Please don't let me get away with it. Meal number one is looking like a pound, about a pound of some kind of grilled meat, generally steak. I'm favoring sirloin these days because I am at a caloric deficit. I'm shooting for about a 1,000 calories in this meal, and I'm thinking about getting a pound of meat with minimal fat. The sirloin, I will get uh, these sirloin tips, which I can find at the grocery store. They're at at Vons these days. They, if they are on sale, will be about 350 a pound, which is insane, and I will load up 10 or 15 pounds in a week. I really enjoy grilling a couple of those up, which would add up to about a pound, and a little salt, a little rosemary, throw that on the grill. I'm getting a nice sear on that, and a nice medium rare. Let it rest for 5-10 minutes, if I have the patience. Meanwhile, I am frying up three eggs in a little 8-inch skillet, maybe a bit of butter, if I feel like I can afford those fats. At max, it's probably about half a tablespoon of butter. Get that really really screaming hot in the pan, throw those eggs in, and then I uh, will usually cook them about over medium, not over easy, over medium. I want that yolk to be cooked a little bit more. As a carnivore, there aren't any breads or sopping up utensils on my plate, so I don't really have any use for that runny yolk other than the unctuousness that it might deliver when I am taking a bite of the steak and dragging it through some slight yolkage. That is nice. I've got a pound of steak, three fried eggs, and I. this is where, if any variety will take place on this plate, where this will happen is either 
a tin of sardines, a tin of oysters, or about four ounces of liver, beef liver, that I will also sear in a frozen state. I will take it right out of the freezer, chop it up into cubes, and then get a, another pan screaming, screaming hot. Usually this is the same pan that I'm going to be cooking those fried eggs in. Once I cook those eggs, I, I plop them on the plate, get that pan even hotter, get that pan back to uh, screaming heat, and uh, a little bit more butter in that pan, and then in goes the frozen cubed up liver. I, I'm cooking it frozen because I, I truly don't think that liver... Because liver is awful when you're cooking it, when you're overcooking it, but you can get away with cooking it frozen, putting an amazing sear on it, and it's still rare inside, and it tastes delicious. And anybody who says that they don't like liver, I don't think has had it prepared this way. This is so fantastic, especially when you eat it with eggs. This is another staple. So I'm kind of rotating the sardines, the oysters, or the seared liver. And that is the meal number one. It's usually around 1,000 calories, a pound of steak grilled, a little bit of seasoning on there with the rosemary, lots of salt. I'm doing the three fried eggs, and I'm either cooking some liver or just taking sardines and oysters and eating those right out of the tin. I like to get fancy with my salts. I will be using some smoked maldon, maybe, or some pink Himalayan maybe some chunky Celtic, and I like to kind of sprinkle that as I go on my food. Meal number one doesn't change much. I know that this works for me. It satiates me, especially with all that, that steak. I'm chewing. I'm cutting it with my knife. It takes me a little bit versus if I had some kind of ground beef and I just had a spoon in a bowl. I'd eat it right away. I don't think I would feel as satiated. This is a really good combo for me. Notice not a lot of veggies on this plate. Maybe sometimes I will substitute one of those sides instead of doing the, the sardines. Maybe I'll just do like half an avocado or a full avocado. I, I don't mix in the greens these days with lunch because I don't want to tempt myself with any kind of digestive upset earlier in the day. Chances are this is 2 or 3 p.m. I've just gotten back from lunch. I've got more planned for the day, whether I am visiting friends, whether I have more meetings with, uh, with future clients. I can't afford to be a gassy mess going to an important business meeting or maybe hanging out with a lady. That's no good either. So I want to be as digested as possible. And I know just having a fairly carnivorous plate will, will offer me a nice digested tummy without any uneasiness. Meal number two is where I'm going to get a little bit more experimental. So I broke that fast around 2 or 3 p.m. with the, the plate just mentioned. Dinner, I feel like I can afford. If I'm going to take any risks on digestion, this is where it's going to happen because I at least get to plop in bed. And if I'm going to be some bloated, gassy mess, I'd rather do that in the privacy of my own bed sheets and not during uh, a social experience. So this is where I'm going to mix it up a little bit, be a little bit more experimental. But I'll tell you, it doesn't change much, and it hasn't for the last six months. It's going to be another pound of some kind of grilled meat. Uh, uh, I love sirloin. Maybe I'll choose something a little bit fattier this time, a New York strip steak or a ribeye. I'm going to throw that on. There's something so romantic about frying eggs, and I will have about three fried eggs on every single meal. I just love the ritual of that, of getting my 8-inch nonstick skillet, screaming hot, 
tiny little bit of butter, and then plopping those three eggs down. One of my favorite vegetables, if I'm going to be eating a vegetable at a meal, it's these days winter squash, either acorn squash, some pumpkin, one of my favorites, kaboka squash. It's slightly starchier. It's kind of like almost a potato and a squash met, and they had this beautiful starchy winter squash baby. I will break down that winter squash. Usually it, it amounts to maybe like 400, 500 grams. It's about a pound of flesh of, of the squash. I'll cube that up. I can break down a winter squash in two minutes flat. I think it's pretty impressive. I've had a lot of practice. I'm discarding all of the seeds and the, the skin exterior because that's not good eats. But I'll tell you what is. Once you cube up that acorn squash or that koboka squash, you get a nice pan, hot butter, let it brown a little bit in that pan, and then you throw in that squash, that cubed up squash. It is so good. It'll cook up in about eight to 10 minutes. I'm tossing the squash in that no more than a tablespoon of butter. It's all you need. And uh, lots and lots of salt. I let that kind of caramelize. And it turns into this beautiful side dish that I'm having with that pound of grilled meat and the fried eggs. Ooh, and a little bit of carbs, too. I'm getting a tiny bit of carbs on a, a regularly, normally carnivorous-style plate. That is the gist. Ain't nobody got time for the greens. I'm such a big fan of big-ass salads and have had such big salads back in the day. The only green in my life is the paper that I'm chasing. <laughs> I think I listened to too much hip hop. I love veggies, but as I said, I'm not consuming too much of them. I, I will have some green on my plate, and that is usually in the form of some kind of garnish. I love uh, a finely diced parsley, cilantro, green onion mixture, and I'll, I'll throw that atop some fried eggs just because aesthetics matter. Even when you are dining solo, being a hyper carnivore, there there's still no excuse to, to have ugly shades of red plate. I like splashes of color. Why not? That's meal number two. That is the final big meal. So at this point in this caloric deficit that I'm running around 2,200 calories a day, I'm about 2,100 calories, about 2,000 calories or 2,100 calories into my day, about a couple pounds of meat, six fried eggs, some liver, some sardines, and maybe about... 30 to 50 grams of carbs through some kind of winter squash sauteed in a good amount of butter. And I'm going to go for my, my nightly walk. I love my, my postprandial digestion walks. I, as I'm unwinding for the rest of the night, though, I, I always have been a dessert guy. No matter if, if I've stuffed myself with 17 pounds of beef and salt and it feels like my stomach could handle no more, I have a second stomach for dessert. No matter how stuffed I am, I always want something sweet at the end of my meal, which is kind of challenging when you're just trying to push the animal products. There's not a lot of sweet things you can dine on as a carnivore. And that's why I can't cement any kind of dogmatic approach to my nutrition, even though I believe that animal products are probably the most nutrient-dense. That, that, that doesn't mean there isn't room to, to mix things up, maybe with a little bit of fruit. And that is the last bit of calories that I'm consuming for the day right before bed. I love to have an apple or two, a Fuji organic apple, and I really enjoy that. It hits the spot. It's always nice looking forward to that when I've had my, my dinner. 
I know there's a little bit more of a food that can satisfy that sweet tooth I have before going to bed. So that is what the last six months has looked like. In in the more carnivorous times, I have eliminated all those plants and just had the the meat on it. But I really enjoy implementing a little bit more a little bit more veggies these days. As I'm potentially about to start seeing a bodybuilding coach, he would want me on a more carb cycling routine, where which would include uh, a lot more carbs. And I would probably do that in the form of some potatoes or some white rice. And we would be doing that cyclically, meaning only every three or four days. But this day that I just described would probably be my most low carbohydrate day. As athletes, we know, science knows that carbohydrate can be very beneficial. It can be taken up by the muscle. Our muscle stores carbohydrate as glycogen, and that glycogen can be burnt off in resistance training. And the possibility that that could be beneficial for muscle building is certainly appealing to me. As I end this cut, I am considering changing up the nutrition a lot. I will take what I like the most, which is man, steak tastes so good. So I will continue making the steak, continue doing the, the fried eggs. And I love the just the the hit of yummy nutrition that I get from sardines and liver. So I'll probably continue that too. But I sense there will probably be a little bit more variety in those carb choices later on. So you can look forward to that episode as inevitably my diet changes in the not-too-distant future. Fellow foodies out there, let me know how much you love hearing about food. I could talk about it all day. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Michael Greenwood. I pray you have the most amazing meals for the rest of your life. There's never an excuse not to enjoy every bite of food you put in your mouth. I love you all very much. Goodbye.